Humanity, they're going to melt it all down. Just in time shipping. No one knowing how to grow anything or make anything anymore. It's all building this house of cards really, really tall. They're going to pull out the bottom card. They're going to let the cities depopulate themselves. They're going to reduce the population back, just like the Georgia Guidestones mentioned. They're going to let all of that happen, and they're going to birth this, this out of our desperation. And when our moment of need, when we're hungry, when we're dying... I'm Darren Geisinger, and you're watching End Times Productions. It is answering the alien question. So talk about a subject that churches like to avoid, uh, UFOs, uh, abductions. Uh, what does that mean? And are they really from other worlds? What does an ET mean? And you know, uh, I think if you're, if you're in your Facebook feed, if you're a truther, you're often gonna see in your scroll or your feed, you know, aliens or demons, don't be fooled. Unfortunately, I actually do not ascribe to that view. That is, that is an oversimplification of a very complex problem. Demons are the disembodied spirits of the giants that died in the flood. And they are a great nemesis. There is no doubt about it. Unclean spirits and demons haunt us. And as the Apostle Paul said, we fight against them. And uh, I have cast away an unclean spirit twice with sleep paralysis, using the name of Jesus, barely being able to get it out of my mouth after a couple minutes, and it stopped immediately truth and people should cling to it. That is powerful. Fortunately, what people are starting to happen now, and one of our speakers from the stage brought this up, there are born-again Christians who are getting abducted now, and they're using the name of Jesus, and it's not stopping. And this is going on and on, and people are getting disillusioned. Now, why would that be? It's because, you know, some of these entities are more akin to a grizzly bear attacking you. Now, if a grizzly bear is going to attack me, I would call on the name of Jesus. I did once in a car wreck, any kind of peril, that's where you go to first. I would never talk someone out of doing that. But you're talking about a burglar or a, a grizzly bear. These are what these types of things are. It's not an unclean spirit that's under that, that type of authority, especially given where you are in your faith walk. Fortunately, it works like that. We're not all Daniel from the book of Daniel where we can be in a lion's den and shut the... Get yourself there. As Michael Lake was told in his presentation, get yourself a walking pure. Get powerful. So if you're trusted with your own self, you can take authority over all this stuff. You can tell a saucer that's coming out you to crash, and it will. But I think we understand that we're, there's some lack of faith going on. And as believers, we're all on our journey. And so there's something happening to people that they can't explain. And they can't go to their churches the abduction phenomenon. I mean, there's real scars on the body. There's traces in the field of where they were. This isn't demons, okay? Because I don't want to come away from these events with scare tactics and people say, well, well, that was a lot of scary, well-put information, but now what do I do? And uh, I think sometimes you have to say, well, you, you are armed in your faith, you are armed in your devotions, but sometimes, you know, you need the five smooth stones too, and the sort of the spirit to cut the head off of the giant. Well, because David didn't just use you know, spiritual commands, he actually took action. Now, uh, that's one of the subjects that, that I do delve into. In the future, if we are going to lose our pure humanity, and there are, is a corruption of flesh again, and we are upgrading to humanity 2.0, if we are going to move into that, and I believe that, and, and my good friend Timothy Albrino and other people that I respect believe that the mark of the beast is probably much more complicated than an RFID chip. It's going to be genetically related. And we're going to be dangled a carrot at some point to be something other than ourselves. And uh, we'll be, love our lives unto death, so to speak. Absolutely. 
and upgrade and then at what point so that I want to stay on topic and tie that back to what we were talking because are these things that are coming now through dimensional portholes uh, are coming into our world taking people I say the war is already on for them. Yeah, rebuke them in the name of Jesus first. If that doesn't work, move. Or it's, this is we're we're in an all-out war, and so uh, I think that people need to come away from this interview or wherever you're at, more armed, more equipped. Do not fear. He over he, greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world, no matter what they look like. Amen. So we mentioned before that these entities could be coming through. Why are they coming through now? So. Uh, there was a very famous Satanist known as Aleister Crowley and then his uh, pseudo-student Jack Parsons, who was the founder of Jet Propulsion Laboratories. And uh, those gentlemen were both into magical workings that could undoubtedly have led to uh, opening our world to other entities that, they, that could come through. Uh, it seemed like at the times that they were doing these incantations that the UFO sightings uh, burgeoned, took off. And so uh, that's where uh, you know, our own government started creating programs to try to handle all these sightings and deal with it. It seemed like the evidence was supremely there that it looked demonic. It almost looked, it looked like a, an invasion, but yet as as some very powerful groups were trying to push that warning, uh, other more powerful groups were pushing the ET solution that they were indeed uh, superior beings visiting from other worlds. And, and so there you had these two different messages fighting back and forth. And um, so my book is entitled Zero G's. Zero G's? Okay. Yeah, and people will say, what, is, what a crazy title that is. They, if they want to see a preview of this, they could go to DarrenGeisinger.com. Okay. I'm sure you put my name on there for the spelling, but you can see a preview of the book. That, my book is multifaceted, so I'm going to tie it back into a second for the Jack Parsons, Aleister Crowley connection. But um, I really wrote it because of what we spoke about already before. I believe that the mark of the beast and the coming deception is going to be the alien saviors returning. And if it's not that, it's just, it's simply going to be the, the carrot dangled for genetic upgrade of some kind. And um, so I really wrote the book to make the thrust, the warning of that, the eventual thing that the characters run into. It's the same lie that was offered in the garden. You will surely not die. You will live forever. Uh, but the setting my book, one thing I tried to do is I've, I read some fiction in this truther genre before that looked like a thin excuse to get to all the conspiracy theory. So I literally took four years to craft a really good story that also worked in these things. Because if you hand it to someone else who might not be a believer and you really want them to consider some of these topics, you don't want them going, eh, they're just trying to push their agenda. So that was the first thing I tried to do is make an incredible story. So this thing starts out with a group of people who are dealing with the aftermath of a 10-year your global economic meltdown where the entire world has well we've lost half of our population uh, cities are rebuilding uh, basically the Illuminati pulled the card that we're all expecting them to any moment and there was a great meltdown and so these people are coming out of that shift and I included that because I believe that the one world everything the Phoenix of the one world government and religion is really going to come about mainly after they melt everything down because they're just not going to introduce it slow the people are never going to deal with it so that they're dealing with with the uh, the global economic meltdown and and the reason it stopped was they came on the scene to save us they stopped the pandemics they turned the lights back on they outed the Illuminati and the banksters and the politicians and said they were going to depopulate you and we wouldn't have stepped in we have rules against this mind you but uh, given a, a last resort clause 
we were able to step in and say, stop this. We, they have a chance to evolve properly. And so we're worshiping them. They stopped all these things. They're remaining hidden, but we, of course, were devoted to this. And so now everything alien is kind of like savior. They, and who are they? They're remaining hidden, but are they our creators? Are they going to tell us? So, so belief in old time religions, if it ever was at an all time low, nobody got raptured out during the global economic meltdown. So a lot of Christians lost their faith over that. And then when they come on the scene, what little faith is left, there's very, very slim remnant remaining. And uh, as they go along, they would have met a certain doom if it was not for a shadowy organization sort of rescuing them. And they run into the, the remains, the grandchildren of the original Collins elite who have been waiting for the great deception to unfold. And they've been waiting a long time. And they're the last resistance before basically the alien saviors are going to start running the government. Okay, who are the Collins elite in real life? Well, they were, they were made up of scientific military uh, you name it, very, very high up government officials that were all gathering evidence to say that this UFO phenomenon was more paranormal and demonic than it was your traditional, you know, superior beings from other planets or ETs. And the more that they started to, to test their voice and their opinion, they could see that was not what the, the, the forces that were going to work against them. So they had to remain hidden and, and they remained and kept hidden. They at one point were thinking about, supposedly, the way it's reported, they were so convinced this was a satanic invasion that they were going to force America to be a theocracy, to be a forced Christian nation to get ready for a satanic invasion. That was what they were talking about. But it, they quickly saw that they were not going to gain ground in our own governments and they were, they were relegated to, you just, you just go to the side, we have an agenda to push here. It just it ties in almost all of these conspiracy theories or prophecies, biblical prophecies. I mean, uh, certainly Dan, the book of Daniel, the, these, these things are not considered conspiracy theory, they're fact. And so, uh, you know, they will mix their seed with the seed of men, but it will not cling just as iron does not mix with clay. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's God telling us what's going to happen. They will mix their seed with the seed of men. So that's the last great kingdom. So it does not take a genius to connect the dots to say, who is mixing their seed with us, and why is that the last final kingdom? So I, I deal with that in the book. It's going to be a three-part series, so it's towards the end of the book that some of this is really crystallizing what they're going, the choices that are going to come. But if this is our word that is pointing to this, people need to understand that our humanity, our pure humanity, is our greatest gift. And I start the book off with the scripture of Jacob and Esau, of the birthright that Esau f gave up his birthright inheritance for immediate need and desperation. And I feel like the hum humanity, they're going to melt it all down. Just in time shipping. Uh, no one knowing how to grow anything or make anything anymore. It's all building this house of cards really, really tall. They're going to pull out the bottom card. They're going to let the cities depopulate themselves. They're going to reduce the population back, just like the Georgia Guidestones mentioned. They're going to let all of that happen, and they're going to birth this, this out of our desperation. And when our moment of need, when we're hungry, when we're dying, in my book, there's a vicious blood cancer that's running through the population, and we can't stop it. Even, this, even the alien saviors haven't stopped it yet. So we're waiting for them to provide that. We're waiting for... Jacob to give us that stew and he won't yet until we give up our final and I believe that when we do that 
and we become less than human and that starts to spread through the whole population. When we are no longer a majority of humans, we have given up our authority on planet Earth that the Heavenly Father has given us and that's when the restrainer will be pulled off. We no longer have authority on this planet Earth and men's hearts will fail them for what they see coming upon the Earth. And make no mistake that the Earth cracks open, smoke and things come out. Well, it can't until we give in and we give up our inheritance and then these things. Dr. Michael Lake said, I asked him, I said, what do you think is under the ground? He said, it's unimaginable. Unfortunately, I think that's the truth. Uh, I track a couple uh, sources that I can't get into right here and I won't even tell you some of the things they said because I don't think people can handle it. And I'm not saying everybody has to. And not everybody is called to some of these things because honestly, if you believe in Yeshua came to die for your sins and he, and he has ransomed you, and you cling to him your whole life and you rely on him and you have faith, you are going to go to heaven. You do not need to battle aliens. It's only for some people. But David was called to battle this. I don't know who that's going to be. It's going to be strong and do exploits. But what's under the ground, uh, if people go to YouTube and, and type in Phil Schneider, full interview, you get to see a man, I, I don't know how many decades old it is, but it's a gentleman who fought in the Dulce Wars, which is a great great conspiracy theory of going under the ground, encountering tall, seven foot gray, tall aliens. They waved something in front of their belt, blew off half of his hand, and, and, and he blew the whistle. He was a geologist with a, some sort of clearance level that was he, was, he was there to repair something that was a deep underground military base. And when they went down, these things had already taken it over. Now, the internet is full of lies. In fact, I, I'm not recommending people to go to something that I have a, sh a shred of doubt that it's true. Phil Schneider, they tried to kill him 12 times and they succeeded on the 13th because he was telling the truth. And he ran into just one type of things under the ground and uh, came up and started telling about it, telling about that the... the our periodic table has many more elements on it that it, the, essentially the breakaway civilization, that the world is full of these deep underground military bases that are paid for by black money. Of course, there's the Magneto Leviton trains that are connecting them all, and he tried to warn people and got killed for it. Well, my book, Zero G's, is if you want, if you're interested in these topics, Phil Schneider's named, the deep underground military bases are named, uh, it connects all of the dots, and uh, I, I, I just personally believe there's there's a lot of things going on under the ground, but they're not allowed to come up. We have, we have authority. I think that people are going to be at a state when they, when, when the, in the pre-flood stage when people's thoughts were full of evil all the time. I think that we're going to get into a state where, uh, especially if we take the carrot where we are upgraded, that type of a person who's taken this upgrade no longer has the ability to repent. If people wonder why the mark of the beast is an unforgivable sin. It's because A, Jesus was fully human, fully God. He died for full humans to pay the penalty for full humans. You are no longer under that. And when the book of Enoch and other books talk more specifically about the giants, it says there is no salvation for them. They're reprobate creations. They're, they were never designed to exist. There's no ransom for them. When people become that then in the future, if this happens, you can get a CRISPR genetic kit for $175 now on Amazon. So we're on the cusp of this. If they could become something else, a, you might not be able to be saved just from that. But let's say you open your, yourself up to someone who can't repent anymore and these, these things that have been restrained can fully occupy you. Well, you become evil continually then. And then add need and want into it desperate times. You're talking about total chaos. I mean, yeah, I, I read stories of sailors who are, who are abandoned at sea and in lifeboats. 
and it only takes a week, a week and a half for, for them to be eating each other. And we're talking about hardened military men that are believers. And you're, what, are you, what are you looking at? Miami and Baltimore, St. Louis, L.A. What are these inner cities going to do when they're used to living off monster energy drinks and ho-hos? And all of a sudden, this whole thing is pulled out. What, what is that going to look like? Uh, so you add want and need onto altering ourselves into something else. And, and Christ said, there has never been a time like it before and never will be again. And if, if the days were not shortened, there would be no flesh left alive. And, and he will shorten those days for those few people that hang on. And my book, Zero G's, it's stampeding towards those characters being in the final people that are left and what they're going to have to go through. Well, it's, I guess there's a multi-pronged solution. One, get right in your life with the Father. So if believe on Yeshua, Jesus the Christ. Repent, which means turning away from it, following the commands and getting your life right. And, and reading the word. And, and I would also say to people, start looking at getting out of the system where you can, when you can. If you're looking at land, get three acres, start to learn what it's like to plant things again, to hunt, to buy firearms, not as a prepper. We're not doing bunkers, okay? Because you're starting to prep and prepare for some bad times, but not changing who you are or your lifestyle. I'm saying, Go back to the old ways, start getting your hands dirty in the dirt again, get away from the TV and the video games, and start giving yourself an escape hatch to freedom that's beneficial anyway. You're going to be eating organic tomatoes out of your own garden, regardless if the economy goes down. So there's, so you start to change your lifestyle as much as you can and start working. For, think of a business idea where you can work for yourself or work in a manner where you can be with your families, get out of the commutes. Just start getting back to Father's Design. And I'd say the third one is, is, is a friend of mine, Dr. Michael Lake. I think people would have heard of him. If you haven't, go to kingdomintelligencebriefing.com or Google Michael Lake. Find out where you can buy his two best-selling books, The Shinar Directive and The Sharif Imperative. Sharif is Hebrew for, for remnant, I believe. I don't get anything for people getting those books, but they never go back up on my shelf. I have one in my office, one by my living room, because I'm always highlighting, looking through them along with the scriptures, because in the Shinar Directive, he really outlines the enemy's plan, why this is happening, and what they have planned to happen to us, and gives some hope in that book too, but then the Sharif imperative is, what, what do we need to do as next step? So rather than get into it, into this interview, get those two books, and, and you won't be left with, well, this is too daunting, I don't know how to take action. Scriptures, lifestyle change, get Michael Lake's books. I think I'll, go, I'll, I'll stick with that. Cool.